This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good Thursday, April 23rd morning to you all. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. We jumpstart your day. It jumpstarts our day. By getting into the Word of God, we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word, spend some time with the Lord. Then we come down to the studio here at the Maryland campus, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great, Pastor Dan. Good. Super excited to be here. Going into the books at Book of Acts, man, this is this is this is exciting. Yeah, Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. And uh, really, it's the it's the church, it's Jesus, it's the apostles, it's the whole group. Pretty cool stuff. I know, I know, I love it. Tell the folks how to get involved in Morning Breath. Man, I love to. We want you guys to jump in. This is a great way to have personal, quiet time on some level or study time. And, and, and how you do that is you go to our website. You can go to eccc.us. You'll see the Morning Breath icon right there. Click on that. It'll be able to take care of you uh, past episodes we've done, our chapters, if you will, the future ones we're going up to. It's just a really um, easy way to get morning breath. But one of the best ways to get anything East Coast is go to wherever you get your mobile apps and download the East Coast app. When you do that, you'll get morning breath. You'll also get everything you get on the website, but you'll actually get more streamlined. You'll get messages from the weekend experience. You'll be able to find out small groups that we have. You'll find out what we're doing as a church culture in the moment. Like right now, we have a lot of things going on with people meeting through different Zoom groups and other cool ways we're trying to be uh, innovative as a church and just a great thing. A great resource is the app, and um, yeah, so I encourage you to go and get that. Otherwise, you can call the church office, 321-452-1060, leave a message, and we'll, we'll take care of you. Absolutely. Just so you know, a couple of announcements. Food Pantry is still open. Uh, it's open on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 to 11, if you need food. Uh, we're passing out food every uh, – we just drive up. Uh, we're doing it in a drive-up style. All you have to do is pop your trunk. We'll drop it in the trunk for you, and you can zoom off. No contamination. We're not taking uh, information like we usually do. Uh, usually the food pantries have quite a few rules on, on where we get the food, so they've really relaxed most of those rules at this point. We also have an online services that are available to you. As Pastor David said, best way to get on those is through the app, or you can go to our YouTube page, those types of things, our web, web page, eccc.us. And uh, I think we'll get right in there. How are you doing, Nick? You, you, is your mic working? It is. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you guys too. Yeah. I want to give I want to give a shout out real quick or just if you're home from from what we're going through right now and and you know at a later time it's crazy to think this but at a later time if you're listening to this um to this broadcast or podcast, however you're listening to it, this is actually airing within the COVID-19 pandemic. So if you're home right now um, and you're like, man, um, I want to be able to do something for the kingdom, we actually could use help in our food pantry. If you have an able body and you're able to do that and um, come down and help package some food and you know, um, call the church at 321-452-1060. Ask for Miss Ernestine. Uh, we see between 100 and 200 cars or families whenever we go to deliver the food. And if you're familiar with the Merritt Island location, the line wraps around our whole big parking lot, which is over an acre big. So there's families that are really needing help. And the team that's doing this now has been in the trenches just faithfully serving. So if you're there and you're like, man, I want a way to be able to serve the king 
kingdom, but I don't know where and how, man, please call the church office. Uh, get in contact with Miss Ernestine. You have to be under 60 because yeah. of uh, the COVID uh, okay. guidelines. So you got to be under 60, 59 and under, mm. which has hurt us because a lot of the people that serve in the food pantry are yes. 60 and older. And so, uh, or is it 65? Gosh, I think it's 65. Mm. So, so 65 and under, you can serve 65 and over, yeah. We just made a call out to all of our college students and young adults as well awesome. to say, hey, come on out. And, yeah. you know, if you are if you can do that, then great. Um, but you know what? The Lord has the purpose for all of us in this, so. Absolutely. God bless you guys. So let's get into the chapter today. We're in Acts chapter uh, 16. Going to read, I'm going to read from the New King James. What you reading from? New King James. Wow. So we got a... Uh, 40 verses, we'll split it down the middle, 20-20. Okay. And uh, so I'll read the first 20, you read the second 20. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Acts 16, verse 1, New King James. Then he came to Derb and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And as they went through cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they'd come to Mysia and tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, After he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now, a certain woman... Named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl showed Paul, excuse me, followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. But when her masters saw their hope of profit were gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the marketplace to the authorities, and they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. 
Having received such a charge, he put them into inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the prison at and the keeper of the prison, awaking from his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, and your household, you and your household. Then he spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now, when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all of his household. And when, the day, when it was day, the magistrates sent the officers, saying, Let those men go. So the, prison, so the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. But Paul said to them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans, and have thrown us into prison. And now they do, now do they put us out secretly? No, indeed. Let them come themselves and get us out. And the officers told these words to the magistrate, and they were afraid, and they heard that they were Rome when they heard that they were Romans. Then they came and pleaded with them and brought them out and asked them to depart from the city. So they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia, and when they had seen the brethren, they encouraged them and departed. Amen. So pretty active chap chapter. What we got going on here is uh We've uh we've had a you know just uh, had a breakup yep. between uh, Paul and Barnabas, and Barnabas was a guy who kind of rescued Paul, kind of uh, pulled him under his wing, introduced him to all the other guys. But now Paul is going ahead, and he's taking this guy named Timothy, uh, excuse me, Silas, with him, and then he ends up with this other guy, Timothy. And so now the team uh lost Barnabas but they added Timothy and uh and Silas and uh, they're they're starting to move around again they've decided uh you know to go visit the churches again minister and this is beginning of the second uh journey i believe the mm-hmm. second missionary journey so what do you think what's stood out to you in the chapters you read it david what stood out to me was um i i love that paul in these moments was not dictated by what he could get from somebody whenever he had to preach the gospel. That's one thing that really kind of stood out to me is that when when things were, were going sideways, when things were going crazy, he told that woman, he was like, you be silent. You know what? Get out of her. Get out of her, evil spirit. He wasn't like, oh, my goodness, what will happen to my popularity? What will happen to my likes and my followers? What will happen to my, you know, name? He was like, no, I'm here to do a kingdom work. And I know that my God goes before me, is encamped around me, and is behind me watching my back. Good. So I'm going to do what the right thing to do is. And often as believers, we start evaluating all this stuff through our own perspective and weighing it out instead of evaluating it through God's perspective and stepping out. Yeah, and you know that somebody might call that a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. um, and and we might have a biblical worldview, but then 
we might not actually have a biblical personal view. You know, I'm a Christian. I want to live like a Christian. You know, I live in a Christian nation, all the Christian this and Christian that. But then in your personal decision-making, you've got to hear from God and then respond to what God is saying. Now, I do like this about Paul. Paul lived his life like he had a green light to share the gospel. And he actually just kept moving forward till he got a red light. Many times in my life, I've lived my life like I have a red light and I'm waiting on a green light. Wow. And so, you know, there's, there's a side to this that I can see that you could uh, kind of make a mistake either way mm-hmm. in some sides of it. But um, I really think uh, when God said, you know, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, he that's baptized shall be saved. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was our green light. That was the church's green light. And God has never said, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Don't share the gospel anymore. Right. Enough. When he says that day, it'll be the day when Jesus comes back for the church, I believe. Come on. But uh, so we do have a go ye command in our lives. It's, it's, it's an abiding word that God never took back. You know, we see so many things in the Old Testament, and Jesus came to a world that hardly any of the Old Testament was being, you know, coming to pass in, and he, he fulfilled every jot and tittle. He, he lived it and saw the miraculous and, you know, displayed the heart of God to a lost and dying world and died for the world, the sacrificial son, lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. And I think that in some ways it's the same way. We've got a lot of, you know, things in Scripture that are that are spelled out for us. Some of them aren't so spelled out, but some that are, and we're not acting on them or believing them. And uh, we need to. We need to believe that all the promises of God are yes and amen, uh, yes, and we add the amen to them. And so that's part of it as well when you look at it that way. And I, I, I have a... a a little thing I like to say, and don't take it too abrasively, it's meant to just kind of get someone's attention, is I, I don't want to be just pray for them people. Yeah. Just, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to pray for that waiter. We heard him cussing at the restaurant. We're going to pray for that young man down the street and his loud rap music out of his car. <laughs> and we're going to pray. Stop praying so much, people, and go out and do something. I love how James puts it. He goes, those of you who know to do good but don't do good, um, unto you that is sin. And I weigh that out when I feel like we talked about that unctioning inside of us of God to to red light, green light, and move. It's like when I feel that, like, man, this is what I need to do in this moment. I don't just take the scapegoat of I'll I'll say I'll pray for it later. Now, don't get me wrong. Prayer is powerful. I love prayer. I will pray for it later. I'll pray for it right then. But I'm not going to not go in motion if I need to go in motion. I'm not going to not do something if I need to do something, especially now in, in the time that we're living in when people need help, um, people need prayer, but faith without works is dead. So we can't just be people that are just praying. We have to be people that are also going out like how Paul has and doing. Absolutely. You know, uh, in this chapter, there's a there's this guy named Timothy. Mm. It says his father was a Greek. What this is basically boiling down here is this is basically a single Christian mom. She's in a relationship where the person with her doesn't believe. We do know when we study this further that uh, Timothy's mom and grandmom were both Christians, were both believers. And here she raises a champion. 
She raises mm. someone that turns out to be a champion. And we all probably, many of us have things we look back on in our lives and say, well, you know, if I would have had this growing up or if I would have had that growing up or this would have been different growing up or that would have been different growing up, you know, I, probably every one of us could change something in mm. our growing up process. But I'm here to say that God is able to 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 be a father to your kids. Mm. He's able to be a mother to your kids. He's able to care for your children. And you are, no matter what your circumstance or situation, you are able to raise a champion. Hang on to the word of God and bring up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart mm. from it. You are capable of doing it in God no matter what your circumstance or situation. And God can redeem. If you got kids that are in trouble, God can redeem your children from destruction and help them that way as well. So wherever you're at, if you got a wayward child, man, we'll pray for him. No, I'm just kidding. That's what David said. <laughs> we'll pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on. wayward children, come home in the name of Jesus. Parents who are struggling, come home in the name of Jesus. You know, there are parents out there struggling right now with... Uh, with guilt and condemnation. Do you know what the scripture tells us? That God, who is was the perfect parent, who raised up Israel from Abraham, and uh, it says that his children walked away from him. Mm-hmm. God didn't do something to cause the children to walk away from him. It is in the child, in the, you know, the Jewish people of that time and in Christians today to walk away from God. It isn't a fault in the father or the son, Jesus. It's a fault in the child, the follower, the Christ follower. And so uh, we don't blame God, so don't blame yourself. Now, did we do everything right? No. But living in condemnation is not a good thing either. Come on. I, I love when Paul and Timothy form this Batman and Robin relationship. And as they go moving forward, I believe Timothy would be the pastor inevitably of Ephesus. That's of, correct. Of, of yep, Ephesians. Yep, that's what. So it's a huge, wealthy church. He's, I mean, he's like, he, it's incredible for this young man. Um, but notice that Paul wanted to get him circumcised. And because there's things in our life that need to go um, if we're going to step out and step with God. There's some areas that need, need to go. Now, should Paul have gotten him circumcised? Was that needed? Was Paul making like a like concession like or compromise? A, a compromise? Or, yeah. That's kind of not my point when I'm tying to you right now. And if you're feeling that inside, I know it and I feel it with you. But so I'm, I'm pointing towards, you know what? When you step out and you give your life to Jesus, some things need to to stay in the grave. Uh, like he says, for it's not I who live, um, for I've been crucified with Christ, for it's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And we have to understand when when we step out, that means we might need to cut some things out from what we used to do. And I can promise you, running with a guy like Paul, um, Timothy probably had to run at a faster pace and a pace maybe he might not have been used to. I know this, that like Pastor Jan was saying, when you look in 2 Timothy in the first chapter, uh, he gives a shout out to the mom and grandma. And actually yeah, yeah. would tell the young man, don't forget the gifts that we imparted to you. And then would come the the, the verse many of us have said or said to our children, for not of a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. Yep. So um, – I believe it's because he walked out with a man. There was discipleship. There was, you know, don't depart from the ways of the Lord. And and just being able to have a heart that's open to see what God's doing around you on, on multiple levels. Yeah. Well, you know, Timothy was Jewish. And so that was something that probably his father wouldn't allow as a young man. Mm. 
as a, having a Greek, a Greek father. And, you know, to try to figure that all out, there's no way we could figure it all out why or why not. Because, you know, with Titus, he refused to. Uh, Paul refused to have Titus uh, circumcised. And, mm-hmm. and he's basically says some really strong things about circumcision. But the other side of it is Paul said he became all things to all men that he might by all means reach some. And so I think it is probably Paul making it easier for the two of them to go do what they're called to do. Because whenever Paul went to a city or an area, he went to the synagogue first. In this chapter, it's interesting that he doesn't do that. It says that on the Sabbath day, he went out of the sea to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. Now, why why didn't he go to the temple here? I, I suspect in the in this day and age, you had to have 10 men for a minimum to open up a synagogue. You had to have 10 Jewish men at a minimum, minimum in a city to have a synagogue, which is a small number. Mm-hmm. But here he's meeting with ladies on the outside of the city. They probably didn't have 10 Jewish men in this city. Wow. And so he's uh, he's meeting on the side of the road, but so to speak, side of the river, actually in the road, but side of the road. But when they went to other places, they went straight to the temple. They went straight to the synagogue and they would preach there. And if the Jews rejected them, then they would preach to the Gentiles. And we saw that that's kind of Paul's MO. And that would be difficult to take uh, Timothy on that journey without that being the case. They didn't want something. It wasn't for his salvation that he got circumcised because no works of the law add to your salvation. Jesus did it all. It was to help him actually minister salvation to people so that he didn't run into that, you know, sort of uh, wall of, oh, no, he's Mm -hmm. a Gentile. Well, he can't come in here. Yeah. And they wouldn't have let him in. And I love that about Paul. I, I joke around and tell people sometimes, uh, maybe I joke around too much, who knows. But uh, I'll tell people, um, you know, Paul was the ultimate storyteller or social media marketer because he would go to where the most voices would be heard. And when he would get thrown out of there, which would be either the temple or synagogue, he would then go to the market or he'd go to the teaching place. And when he get thrown out of there, you know, he would go. And then we see by Riverside, another place, he goes to where they all debate, Mars Hill. He goes to where the most voices who can be heard and then brings the gospel out. And I want to challenge you just if you're listening today. Day, um, where the most voices hear and see you, do they hear and see Jesus? Oh. Um, because that's what's most important. Does your business that you run reflect Jesus? Does your social media reflect Jesus? Um, when you're wherever you you relax and and blow off steam, does in those moments can can Christ be found in those moments? Because that's really what was helping Paul in this too. Is that you know there was nothing blocking his testimony from the people. And that's what I love about what he did with Timothy. And like Pastor was saying, he we're trying to get all the stuff out that's going to block us or hinder us from getting Christ to people. And that's not religion. That's walking out a holy life. That's walking out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's putting others first because that's the same type of heart set that when the prison chains fall off you, you care more about the prison guard than you do about your own safety. Mm. So That's good. And then that that's what happens next. They get, they get arrested. They get... And when you read this, you kind of gloss over it, but it says they were beaten with rods. Mm -hmm. And when many stripes were laid on them, they were put in the dungeon in their feet in stocks. 
Now, we look at that and think, what is that? Actually, my understanding of stocks, your feed-in stocks, is that not only are you in sort of handcuffs, but your feet are spread very wide apart, like locked between a, a, a rigid board. Just like you see those ones where the guys, you know, like the Puritans where they're hanging over like that, sort of their hands th- through it and their kind of their head and hands are locked. Well, this would be a board that probably would be have your legs spread further than was comfortable. Mm. So that if you did get them off, you just didn't start sprinting because you were so stiff from doing it. That's why they did a lot of those things that it wasn't easy to just get up and run afterwards because of that. Hey, we're already at a break. Well, we'll take a break and tell you how they got out in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back. We were talking during the break. David, why don't you share what you were sharing with me? I just think it's it's interesting. It's actually mind-blowing when you see the jailer, when they get set free inside of this with Paul and Silas, that he should restore the jail back to order. He has a death sentence on his head if one prisoner escapes. Now his whole prison just fell apart, <laughs> and he doesn't do that. 
he goes and tells his family about Jesus and then makes like breakfast for people. And it is just mind boggling to think, why would someone do that? But when you encounter the authentic love of Jesus and you meet the Holy Spirit, it'll cause you to do some amazing things. You know what? Some things might not be funny to you anymore. Some songs you might not like anymore. Some shows you might say, hey, you know what? That's not me anymore. You might walk in a different way that doesn't make sense to other people. But you know what? Our faith walk doesn't always make sense to other people because they're saying a penny saved is a penny earned, you know, but we say it's better to give than to receive. Mm. So our whole mindset and walk's different. Listen, your faith walk isn't always going to make sense to people that don't believe in God around you, but who it makes sense the most and most important to is God who's called you to walk in it. So I want to encourage you with that today. Walk in what God's called you for. Don't look around you and don't be worried about what other people think on it. Um, some things might seem different, but sometimes different's okay. Amen. And you know, the wild part is I think all the prisoners got saved. Mm. I think that's why you didn't have to worry about them. Ain't that the goal? They changed too. Come on. Yeah, come on. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you on Monday with a morning breath. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.